CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture, food, arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Part three of our City So Real special brings back an old friend of mine and um, dear friend of mine uh, from radio. The guy, anytime I asked this gentleman to come on my show, he came on my show and uh, we had a blast doing it. I'm not going to recount the time I asked him to participate in one of my scripted dramas and he went off script because if anybody knows anything about Ricky Hendon, he writes his own scripts. <laughs> Anyway, Ricky, thank you so much for coming back. Uh, hey, thanks for having me, for, for you and Dennis to have me on. It's just a, always have fun. So I'll come on anytime, man. And I wouldn't have, well, now little Ricky took over my show. I wouldn't have had a show with one for, for you, Ben. You, you my man. Yeah, little Rick. Let's talk about WCPT. Sarah, I said it. I've come a long way. Uh, WCPT. Uh, Ricky Hennon had a Saturday show, but you've turned things over to uh, little little Ricky, Rick. Ricky Jr. Yeah, yeah, he's on every every Saturday four to five. It's just a, it's a one hour show now, so we cut it down to one hour. I gave it over to my son. You know, let the young bucks do it. You feel me? Yeah, I got I other you. stuff to do. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because uh, my daughter, who's friends with uh, little Ricky, they know each other when back when they were uh, going to school together. Well, they didn't go to school right. together; they have a mutual friend. That uh, she's getting, uh, she's into comedy herself, and so she does podcasting. So, um, okay, I guess it runs okay. in the family. Uh, all there right, so go. let's. I got. I, I I said Ricky uh, Hendon and I had an agenda of three things we definitely wanted to cover. One is City So Real. Ricky is sort of a star in that. Uh, that movie, and we've been doing a series on it. Steve James came on, Neil Salas Griffin came on, uh, Timmy Tutner, oh, The Hideout geez. will also come on. Uh, and um, so here's Ricky, and he plays a, a pivotal role in that movie we'll talk about. Well, We're going to talk about cannabis. We're talking about oh, cannabis because okay. Ricky wanted to get into the cannabis industry, but it's somehow or other right. a black a black man can't get into the cannabis industry. We'll be right. talking about legally. that. <laughs> legally, yeah, legally. But they, they sell it right upstairs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yes, I do know exactly what you're saying. I've bought it uh, from many a black man uh, over the years. Uh, we're selling it up the stairs. And then we'll talk about uh, his new two releases that uh, Ricky does comedy. He's a singer. Uh, and uh, so we talk about his two cuts that he's dropping. So let's start, Ricky. City So Real and um, the Steve James flick. I loved it. Uh, what was your just overall thoughts about it? I think it was very well done, um, award-winning uh, photography, the, just the, the idea, the concept, uh, to take a good look at Chicago and its politics uh, in uh, the modern day and compare it, you know, to what we knew with the Daily Machine in the old day. 
was just great. So I, I, I liked it. I think that they got the lighting wrong on me a couple of times. I mean, I look much better than that. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I know, I know the feeling, Ricky. We're just getting you know old. What I'm <laughs> Shit, they said doesn't makeup, but you know it was real. So it wasn't no stopping. It wasn't no makeup yeah. and. You know, I was kicking some people off the ballot and, you know, then none of them make it, you know what I'm saying? So everybody I went after pretty much we got. Uh, and some of them are in the, uh, you know, City Surreal. And, and it's real life. And it's bare knuckle politics. You know, it's the way it is. Barack Obama, I remind people, the first time, and people love Barack as president, especially Democrats and progressives. But the first time Barack got elected, he got elected by kicking everybody off the ballot. He kicked the Democratic opponents off the ballot. He kicked the independents off the ballot. And normally people don't cross over parties. His people kicked the Republican off the ballot. Yeah. So he ran unopposed in the general, unopposed in the primary. So it's part of history. It's part of what is it's legal. And that's what I was doing in, in that picture. Well, uh, the movie, uh, my brief moment in the movie comes when uh, I'm interviewing Ricky. He was in my old show uh, and Steve James stopped by and was filming yeah. it. And I, it was like foreshadowing, Ricky. I didn't I was talking about if there's the maestro, the master of the game. And Ricky knows this. I hate the game. I hate the rules that is, yeah. exist. But those are the rules. And yeah. if you're going to play by those rules, you got to make sure you cross your T's and dot your I's. Otherwise, this man, Ricky Hendon, will kick you off the ballot. I said that. It was funny. That's opens the movie. Or it's opens part two. Right. And then Ricky, right. sure enough, we watch you in the trenches with Jamal Green <laughs> uh, and Neil Salas Griffin going at him. Uh, let's talk about Neil was on the show last week. Uh, so let's talk oh, about the gentleman. A uh, gentleman, let me just say that, yeah. you know, politics is so funny. I had to deal with a gentleman and an asshole. And if Neil is the gentleman, you can figure out who the asshole was. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, both of them had the same problems with their petitions. You know, person not registered. Uh, Jamal's had more fraud, uh, well, you know, than um, everybody had some, you know. So Neil Griffin them had some that just didn't look right. And... Um, you know, people outside the city. Of course, you can't sign a petition for somebody you don't live in the city to run in the city of Chicago and things like that. And uh, Neil took it like a, you know, like a man. You know, he took it like a professional person. I told him, uh, honest to God, I would lie that I'll help him in the future. He was just that nice a guy. Jamal Green, I told him, every time he run, I'm going to knock him off. Uh, so all right, let's it, break it. And bit, and bit, for free, for free. <laughs> I don't believe that. Uh, and uh, Ben Jarowski, you think I'm lying? I told him uh, I put it on Facebook. Go to my Facebook page. I told him every time he runs for anything, I am going to pull his petitions. His draws better be stank clean because I'm going <laughs> to knock him off. And ain't nobody got to pay me a damn dime to do it. That's the part that's, I'm a little dubious about. That's but just anyway, how uh, much a jerk he was. That's just how much a jerk he was. All right. Okay. Now, let, before, we, before we get into all that, let me ask you this. Uh, and I want you to be as honest as you can possibly be with me. Do you agree with me that 12,500, which is what I think you need, uh, quote unquote, good signatures is outrageously high. Without Do you doubt. agree with me that? Okay. Do you Without agree with me? Okay. And have That's tried right. to get it lowered, have worked with people to try to get it lowered. The gov the mayor should not be higher than the governor. Governor is 5,000 legitimate signatures. 
Why should the mayor be 12,500? Before that, it was 25,000. When Willie Wilson ran the first time, it was 25,000. We made it. You know, we, you know, cause I, we did it in one week, but I put everybody at it, let everybody eat. You know what I'm saying? And we made it. Uh, but 25,000 was ridiculous. 12,005 is still too high. It should not be higher than governor. No office in Illinois should require more signatures than the signature for governor, the highest office in Illinois. I remember so well, you and Frank Avila tag team, Frank Avila, election law lawyer, to get Willie Wilson on the ballot uh, for the 2015 election. So this is roughly December 2014. I'll never forget it. When uh, the, uh, I forget who challenged you. Oh, who else? Rob Emanuel. Rob I forget him. Rob was in Paris when they took us to, uh, to the records examination. And he, his people told him, oh, we got him. Don't worry about it. I told him if they kick Willie Wilson off the ballot, I will turn black, go down to state and lake, pull down Mayor Jerry's draws and kiss his butt. Because I know they didn't have us. I know yeah. they weren't going to kick him out. About three, four weeks later, they're in court and they say, uh, well, Your Honor, we're going to withdraw from the challenge against Willie Wilson. Yeah, right. It was Michael Casper, wasn't it? Wasn't that the lawyer? Oh, yeah. I think it was uh, Michael uh, Casper. Yeah, it, it was Mike Casper. They had five attorneys, you know, yeah, five of them wrong. at $500 an hour. You know what I mean? Willie well, Wilson part- had me, you know, one little black guy from the West Side. But, and, and let's give Frank some love. Frank Avila was there, too. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, Frank yeah. was a great attorney. And we had um, uh, uh, one the libertarian more lawyer. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know uh, the, the, the hippie, the hippie kid, lawyer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'll call uh, yeah. I, you know, his name will come to me, too. But Andy, I love it because. And, and, yeah, Andy. We had Andy. Yeah, a smart lawyer, by the way. Uh, and Finkel. Finkel, yeah, he's a good uh, election lawyer. And uh, yeah, you embarrassed Ron because uh, you were talking about slave catchers going over to the West Side to find uh, black people to kick them off, sign affidavits. You embarrassed Ron, which is a hard thing to do. It was ridiculous what they attempted to do. I kick people off the ballot, but I kick them off the right way, and I don't do all this dirty stuff. They were sending subpoenas to grandmothers, you know, uh, little old ladies, you know, living in the projects, trying to, if you don't come down, you know, threatening them at the, the city hall and swear that you didn't sign in front of the person. We had 20,000 over. So, yeah, you might have five or six, 10 people, 15 people. Who, it ain't quite right. But we were 20,000 over. You know, it's just like Trump right now. You've lost by six million. Sit down. Mm. Yeah, no, Trump. That's well. He's just doing that, you know, Ricky. He's uh, yeah, uh, he raised one hundred seventy million dollars. He's using that to, to squeeze money out of. <laughs> What's that? Exactly. I say and kept most of it. Yeah, you know. But, but the point was, we were, we had so many more vote. I mean, enough signatures to be on the ballot. It was you know, just leave it alone. Let leave, why bother some little old lady about one signature? We're 20,000 over. It was stuff like that they tried. And I just compared that in my mind to, you know, Trump refusing to leave and he's lost by six million. Yeah. That's the All way right, Romney so was- worked. So it's nonpartisan, it was bipartisan uh, bullshit. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, that was 2014 to uh, get Willie Wilson on the ballot in 2019 or 2018. Uh, Ricky, who is a, a political strategist and consultant to Willie Wilson, was working to kick people off the ballot. Let's start with Neil Salas Griffin. You had the young man. 
Ricky, you knocked him. You you have to have 12,500 good signatures. He came in with, let's say, 18,000. I can't remember for sure. You knocked enough off where he would be disqualified. You had him down, and then you did something I caught me by surprise. When I was watching a movie, I'd forgotten it. So when I was watching a movie, Ricky, it brought back memories. I'm like, oh, my God, he did. You let him off the mat. That's a wrestling term. Like You got the guy pinned, and you let him off. Now, I love Neil Silas Griffin. I think he's a great guy. I will vote for him for mayor uh, if he runs again, because I really do think he's an outstanding young man. But why, Ricky? Why a hardcore pro like you let a guy off the mat when you got him down? Go. Well, um, let me, so your listeners and viewers will understand the politics of it and and what I actually did. I withdrew the objection against him. I went to Dr. Willie Wilson. I said, listen, boss, I want to withdraw the the objection against Griffin. He's like, what? Why? You got him, right? I said, yeah, I got him. You know, but he was such a nice guy and his mom and his family, they were they were so nice. They were like taking the beating, you know, <laughs> with a smile on their faces and getting you water. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I got a soft heart, honestly. You hear I'm laughing through your whole show. <laughs> so this is who I really am. And I just felt like, you know, that's one part, because I ain't gonna lie on your show. Uh, I felt like I liked him enough to do it, right? And and it's done in politics. Sometimes you want to put two people with the same name, last name on the ballot. You know what I mean? This is what they do. And in my mind, I knew I was so sick of Green, who also wasn't going to make it, but was forcing his way on the ballot, on the uh, uh, election stage, on the debate stage. You know, he knew he wasn't going to make it. Everybody knew he wasn't going to make it. We had him under more than we had Griffin. You know, he he was about 7,000. He needed 12. And uh, he was forcing himself all on the stage. So I was like, let Griffin go on the stage too. You know, if it's about the future, you know, I'm, I'll be 67 on my birthday next week. Say happy birthday, everybody. Woo! Happy birthday, Ricky Heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, me and you supposed to pass it down. Yeah. And I would have no problem passing it down to Neil Griffin. I wouldn't. He was just that so, smart. Just that good a guy. But weren't you worried? The strategy, and I remember talking to you about the strategy. Willie Wilson uh, needed rock-solid black support to make the runoff. So weren't you worried that letting another black man on the uh, ballot would siphon off just the votes to keep uh, Willie Wilson out of the runoff? Well, I hope people will accept what I'm the the true science that I'm giving out right now for for what it is. uh, I looked at that, of course, because the reason why, same reason why Tony Preckwinkle went after all the women. She wanted to be the only woman. People understand that. Uh, the Irish went after the Irish. They wanted to be only Irish. People understand that. So Griffin was in the age category as Jamal Green and Amara Inya, right? So, yeah, it's another black, but it's a young black. And everybody knew that Dr. Wilson's vote for the most part, even though he had millennials, but his heaviest voters were the seniors and people his age. And uh, Jamal was planning on getting Chance the Rapper and those kind of people. He ended up, thought he was going to get Chance's money, but Chance gave the money to Amara. They were all fighting for the same millennial vote, so throwing Griffin, allowing Griffin to be out there fighting for that same millennial vote might have balanced it out of the fact that he was another African-American. You know what I'm saying? I see, man. And I thought I was sophisticated. So in other words, it wasn't just compassion. (laughs) It wasn't. It was like when you you had a reason. 
Go ahead. What did you say there? I just said it wasn't just compassion. It was also no, it you wasn't had just compassion. There, there's there's strategy in it and and uh, a method to my madness. And I'm just honest enough with the citizens of Illinois and around the world who listen to your show to tell them the truth. Uh, so the age, gender, uh, the ad, uh, thing had something to do with it. Gender uh, didn't because he was another black man. Um, but that's that's the way it worked. If you could do like Obama and them did and knock everybody off the ballot, you yeah. do that. Then your person is unopposed. He knocked a great out. I think I am the first the time ballot. somebody put somebody to make it right. That's what Barack did his first time. But I, I, it was the first time somebody put allowed somebody back on the ballot that they had down. I've been told. And the board of election didn't like it, but they were making some decisions down there that was so wrong anyway. I said, screw them. Well, let's get to that, because that's may have been pound for pound, my favorite part of the movie. And that takes place when uh, in the movie. I'm giving it away, people, because you should know it anyway. It's not like a, it, it, it really happened, okay? So it's not like these, you're just going to watch something that is already happened, happened. So uh, Ricky Hendon... Uh, tells this election judge uh, that he's withdrawing uh, his objections to Neil Salas Griffin's uh, petitions. Therefore, Neil Salas Griffin is going to be in the ballot. And the election judge looks at Willie Wilson, and I'm paraphrasing, and says, well, I don't know if you have the right to do that because we've already knocked off enough petitions. And Ricky looked at that election judge and basically said, son, you put that name back on that ballot. I mean, you talked to that guy like he was your son. They, work for, they yes. work for us. They work for us. The law says if you withdraw, then there is no objection, period. Mm. Bottom line. And I, I, I've been senator. I've been alderman. I've been ward committeeman. I know the law. Um, and and I, th- I really believed in my heart it was the right thing to do not just because of the political strategy part about the millennial piece, but Neil Griffin is somebody we should look at in the future. And I'll tell you this, this is, I really, when they turned on you, they kind of got me irritated (laughs) Uh, because it's like, why I put this in the reader too, Ricky. What, why are you blaming Ricky Hendon? Why is there rules? they're like acting like you did something wrong? I'm like, this system is wrong. This yeah, system is unjust. Rules. Yeah. So it's they're mad at you for using their rules in a, against the, a, a decision that they didn't want. See, they didn't want Niels Griffin on the ballot. Trust me, uh, for a bunch of different kinds of reasons, uh, and, and they wanted other people on the ballot who didn't make it. You know, the board can be fair. But the board can be prejudiced. Uh, depends on who you get. Remember, it's, you know, what, 500 people working down there? Yeah. Somebody been knowing the mayor for a thousand years, you know, son. Somebody down there works for Rahm Emanuel, trust me. Mm-hmm. And, and you know who they are because you're down there so much. You know when you, 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 you pull a certain person, you're like, oh, Lord, you know, <laughs> we got this hearing officer, this caller, you know. Uh, when we get to Jamal Green, it was ridiculous some of the things that, that they were making decisions on that I know was wrong, and I had to call time out because I'm like, that's wrong. You know, ain't no way in the world. You know, why, you, you, why do you think they had something against Neil Salas Griffin? Why do you think they wanted him off the ballot? 
I think that they wanted him off the ballot because there are elements who really feared him. Now, he 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 didn't, uh, you know, like I said, we had him hung up for quite a while uh, to the last minute. You know, so that stops your ability to do a whole lot of things. I don't think he still would have won. But, you know, people want to select for the black community. I'm just going to black here for a second. Um, who our future leaders are. And we don't, we ain't gonna allow that. Those of us who are true progressives, who independents, who've been in this battle and know what's at stake, we know, for instance, that Jamal Green had taken money from Rahm Emanuel already. So we gonna call him out on that. You know, we know that, for instance, when, when me and him almost had to fight out the board election, he called the police on me. But yet you wanna be out there marching against the police. You can't have it both ways. Even when the police showed up, they was like, dude, get out of here. You know? <laughs> Did the senator hit you? No. Well, get out of here. You should be at a protest somewhere anyway. Ain't you the same dude? They didn't say that, but I know they knew who he was. And, and I put that on Facebook. He was shamed. No, I didn't. I didn't call the police over again. You know, because in the black community, that means you are a punk. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the Jay Malgreen. We already kind of got to the Jay Malgreen part already. I just wanted to close with Neil. He did something in that movie that was a beautiful thing. So you were really getting upset at the election judge or whatever, hearing officer, whatever it was, who was saying that you didn't have the right to withdraw your uh, your objection, which was absurd. And right. uh, like like a, a prosecutors never drop the case ever in the history of the world, right? <laughs> exactly. And Neil, exactly. You're getting, it's Ricky's getting upset and he you, you know you could see him getting upset and neil silas griffin ricky i don't know if you saw this in the movie he put his hand on you like to say it's going to be okay ricky and i'm like like this is yeah. genuine compassion of he, which i very whispered. i don't i've never seen he in whispered. chicago politics what's then that he whispered, he whispered to me if they don't put me on there they don't they don't worry about it you know, don't, they, don't, they don't put me on there. I'll, 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 I'll be back, you know? And uh, it's like one of those old Western movies. I was a cowboy almost brought to tears, really. <laughs> you got me right now. He's really a genuine guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. I'll, I'll help him. Trust me. I mean, I'm going to charge him something, but I'll give him a discount. <laughs> He'll give him the rear discount. He was just that cool like you and Dennis. You know, some people you're like, okay, come on. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's that was that was part of it. And the, the main the reason I got upset was I know my rights and I wasn't gonna let them just violate my rights because I see them violating people's rights who don't have an attorney down there. You shouldn't need one. You shouldn't have to have an attorney to put your case before them or uh, don't know the law as well. They mess over them sometimes. And you sit there and you watch it. You're like, well, that was horrible. How do well, they do that? Before we they leave, do whatever they want. Uh, this something just popped into my mind. I have to ask you this question before we leave, Neil. And that is this. Chicago's got this reputation for being a really tough town. You got to be tough to be mayor. Uh, mayor Rob's tough. Mayor Lori Lightfoot's always swearing at people. Mayor Daly was always getting red at Matt in the face and yelling at people. Do you think it's possible for an obviously compassionate, caring human being like Neil Salas Griffin to be elected mayor of the city of Chicago or will people in Chicago say, oh, no, he's not tough enough because he's not an asshole? What do you think, Ricky? I think that one day in the future, far away in the future, because this is Chicago, that would be possible. Right now, no, you got to be tough as nails. 
You got to be hard. You got to, and they're going to come at you hard. Your campaign has to be able to take blows after blow after blow. They make up stuff. They lie on you. They steal your signs. They break in your offices. Uh, they put up phony Facebook posts in your name. You know, they call your radio show, your podcast, and different people. It's you got to be tough yeah. in Chicago. Unfortunately, that is the case. All right. Uh, or or you hire or you hire a barracuda like myself, and you listen to him. Yeah, I know some people who be in office right now if they don't listen to me. Uh, did Willie Wilson listen to you? No. Okay, there you go. Were you with Willie? I do not know the answer to this question. Were you did with Willie? Win? Did he win? No. Did he win? No. Okay, then. Okay. He didn't listen. Uh, he I didn't love get to, it, but he didn't listen. He didn't get to 5%. He's listening more now. Yeah. No, he didn't, and he didn't listen in that case. And then he yeah. got COVID, which everybody knows, toward the end of the last two weeks, he was not available to campaign uh, three weeks. That, I'm, actually, because after he got out from uh, quarantining for 14 days, he still wasn't ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have all his strength back. Uh, but I love him, and I helped him. I didn't do. I wasn't as much involved as I had been previously for a variety of reasons. I had other clients that were running as Democrats. He was running as an independent, but he's now forming a political action committee and he'll help some younger people like the one you described get elected. He doesn't have to run himself again ever and still be uh, important and be a main player and put up his money because a lot of the young candidates and progressives, they have no money. Yeah. Uh, so I urge everybody to watch City So Real, uh, to watch Ricky in Action uh, with the Neil Silas Griffin and uh, J. Mal Green. The J. Mal Green scene is just so classic Chicago. The two of them going at it. Uh, Ricky Hendon is from the West Side. He's not backing down. He may be 67 years old or whatever he is. <laughs> And it's quite a scene. I'm going, Ricky, don't do that. I'm talking to the TV. Ricky, calm down, okay? You can have a heart you're old like me. Calm down. But no, Ricky Hendon, uh, just that old school competitiveness, like he's playing softball at Washington Park. Uh, all right, let's. Oh, uh, sh- we, we won the championship in Hillside this year. Woo! And I was one of the starting pitchers all year long. You're still playing softball? I'm, I'm the SHIT, dog. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let me uh, slow down and, and spell that out. Oh, got it. I got you. Um, all right. Let's uh, shift goat. gears. I didn't call it the goat. I'm the goat. I'm you're the, the goat. goat. No, you're, you're, you're I'm, the old enough. I'm old enough to be the goat, right? <laughs> but you're yeah, I'm still playing. God, God is good to me. I'm still playing at the highest level possible. And that's a all great right. thing. I love it. Look, Let's talk about cannabis. We'll switch from politics to cannabis and then get to your uh, comedy, your record. Um, this is one of my pet peeves. You know this. I've been pushing for the legalization of marijuana forever, uh, in part because it was so unfairly used against black people uh, to lock them up for something that uh, everybody does, especially white people. And finally, they get around to legalizing marijuana. So I'm saying, all right, well, now some black, pe- black people are going to, you know, get some of the goodies. And I remember, Ricky, you came on my show and you go, yeah, I'm applying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to sell reefer uh, like the next guy. Lo and behold, they have the application. There's a bunch of white guys win, Ricky. <laughs> it, what a it was st- rigged. It was rigged. It was it was horrible. Uh, fortunately, we caught it um, because we have a group of intelligent um, black, Latino, and white. 
because we also, within my coalition, included young white people who wanted one store who live in Illinois because there's a Illinois residency component to the legislation. And they gave it to white people from Florida. And we like, how's a white person from Florida get an ups on a white person from Illinois? You know what I mean? Just on the white tip. Then they drew a map saying you got to live within this area. And they got big time white companies that live outside of the map area. You know, they live in the rich people's area because they're rich and they're connected. It's so the connection is just so obvious if you follow the yellow brick road. Uh, follow the money, as they say, in politics and in crime. And we did just that. So we said to the governor, I met, I saw the governor, we protested, and I'm, he was there, I was there, and on his, on his way out, because they asked me, they said, if you wait till the governor's finished, he'll see you and your, your small team on the way out. I said, fine. So we sat there quietly while he talked about some other stuff. And then we met with him and we said, governor, you know, uh, you can stop the lottery. He said he couldn't. He said the legislation didn't address it. I said it didn't say you could. It didn't say you couldn't. But you the governor. And if the, and if this is going wrong, if you smell smell of something fishy, you have a responsibility to step in. And he did that. So he stopped the lottery. And now in January, uh, they're making adjustments that will allow people like me, uh, people in our coalition, to have a fair chance. How they rigged it, Ben, is they came up with this perfect score. The law never says you have to have a perfect score. Nobody's ever got a perfect score anywhere in America. But in Illinois, <laughs> 21 groups, you know, out of 1,500, get a perfect scores, right? And they sent us this email, little bullshit email saying, if you didn't get a perfect score, you didn't make it. Just like that. So to, the, to, to be uh, 100% was like uh, 241, okay? They, they hit me for little things like, do I really live in Chicago? And they didn't like uh, uh, one of my rooms in a virtual building. Now there's a building that don't exist, right? <laughs> so they take one point for this. They have we have one group. They took away his veteran preference. You know, I mean, pity pack stuff. And what they did, they sent the 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 thousand applications down to Florida. This is what a little Illinois people need to get. Our applications were graded in Florida mm-hmm. by college students. Who recent graduates who didn't who had never graded a, a cannabis application before in their life, and cannabis is the most wealthy and prosperous taxing, uh, tax uh, inducing, infusing business in America today. They make it a hundred million dollars a month right here in Illinois. Hundred million. The tax is ridiculous. You know they make it so much better. You know they close everything, but they ain't close the reefer stores. No, that's. <laughs> They did. There's too much money coming into the government to close yes. the weed stores. They closed everything but the weed stores and, and they out that liquor stores because they figured you would need a drink to make it through Corona. Mm-hmm. You're so right. They kept so, those open. And I can make a strong yeah. argument for doing that. Go ahead, Ricky. And I, and I, I, I do too. But the point is if, if they're letting uh, over 100,000, uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. 600,000 people out of jail for cannabis convictions, which we are. About 100,000 have been let out so far, a little less than that, uh, for people who had small amounts. And most of 90% of them are black. And you say this is going to be an economic driver for the African-American community. And they told the legislators, don't say black, don't say brown, don't say Latino. 
Just say disadvantage, you know those words, social equity, and we'll draw a map and they gotta be inside this map area. Then they had what we call the slave master clause. If you hire 10 blacks, you qualify. And guess what we got? Rich white people, gambling, uh, magnet, the guy who owns the slot machines, he got 40 chances in the lottery. That's the other thing. They're giving them multiple chances in the lottery. You could only have 10, 10 stores. How you get 45 chances and a poor black dude got one? Who going to win the lottery bid? Yeah. So we're not telling the black them. Guy. Right. We're telling them, and not the Latino and not the local white resident of Illinois who only had two or three in. How, and there's other group, uh, uh, the commissioner, her group. She came from cannabis at the state, went to work for the cannabis company, then apply, and they have what you call a front company. But they got one black, you know, he's supposed to run the company. He's got 51% on paper only. And we found out all of that stuff. Now it should be fixed in January. Representative LaShawn Ford and Kathleen Willis are carrying the trailer bill in the house to fix it. Where they made the mistake is me, with me putting up all my money and all my friends risking all we had. They forgot that I used to be a senator. And I know that if the legislative intent was not met, a trailer bill can be drafted to fix it, and that bill becomes the law, and that's what I've been working on. All right, very good. Well, they got to get, uh, they have to have a meeting in the Springfield to get the law passed, get that trailer bill passed. So, uh, Michael Joseph Madigan, if you're listening, I know you are. Come on now. Let's convene that yep. legislator. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is this is a kind of embarrassment, in my humble opinion, is an embarrassment. Uh, we do believe that we do believe the Speaker of the House, Mike Madigan, and we believe the President of the Senate, uh, my friend Don Harmon, are in support of the legislation, and it will pass, and it will allow uh, more people to be in the lottery uh, for the seventy-five licenses, and it will create a second pool of seventy-five more licenses to to help minorities and women get into the business, and the perfect twenty-one the so-called perfect 21 could not participate in that pool of licenses. You know what I mean? Since you got in, then they'll still be in. They won't have as many, no 40 and 50 chances, but no more than 10 chances. And they got to agree not to sue so we can be, get other people involved in the business as soon as possible Mm -hmm. and not 2022. Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, probably bring you back on to follow up on this because uh, it's one of my, my favorite topics. And what, no what little influence I have, which is very little, I want to use to get some black people some licenses uh, out of legalizing marijuana. You'd be uh, surprised. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a fight. All right, Dennis, let's, um, let's close by uh, playing uh, Ricky's be latest. Christmas. Yes. Uh, we'll start with Christmas one. Uh, do you got it? Yeah, I got it. All right. So yeah, I write, I write music. I'm performing it. Ricky Hollywood Hinder. Uh, Merry awesome. Christmas, everybody, and happy holidays. All right. So let's play it first, and then we'll comment on it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it'll be uh, available Spotify and everywhere. All right, and it's called what again? Be my Christmas. Be my Christmas. Here we go. Where my steppers at? Let me be your fantasy. fantasy. 
Handed. Uh, I, I was writing the words. You couldn't hear it, Ricky, while I was playing. Yeah, I was having a little her- oh. trouble hearing it. Did it play uh, all right? Yeah, yeah. It played. It played really well. I heard the whole thing. I heard it really oh, well. Uh, all the way. Great, great. Uh, uh, I, I wrote down lyrics while I was reading, but Ricky, this is uh, a problem I have. I can't read my writing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unwrap you under next to the mistletoe. Kiss you from head to toe. That was my favorite uh, little oh, yeah. rhyme that you had there. And uh, so, uh, so talk about it. Where do you uh, where do you record your stuff? Who who sings? Uh, who's who participates? All that kind of stuff. Okay, this is uh, me and Earl Powell, uh, Eptone Music, uh, Next One Records, uh, Robert Holman Guy. Earl, uh, some people, a lot of people know Earl. He's won Grammys and stuff. He he was uh, uh, Jennifer Hudson's guy before she left Chicago. 
mm-hmm. and um, moved. To, she's in L.A. now, I think, and Earl is in L.A. now. But he was home for Christmas, and we were all, you know, sitting around getting lit and getting <laughs> tore up. You know, Earl was in town. We were at Guy's studio just, you know, having fun. And they were playing tracks. It's what we do. You know, smoking a little that reefer. You know, not, not everybody, not me. No. <laughs> having a few drinks, enjoying Christmas holiday, and that's how the song came into existence. Uh, and uh, so, Ricky, when you're listening to music, are, do you listen to current music or are you like me? And it's okay either way. You're, I'm not going to hate on you either way. I pretty much, 1979 is the cap, okay? But my kids tease me that I won't listen to new music. And mostly it's like I keep listening to the same songs uh, over and over again, 70s and 60s. What about you? Well, I play softball with young guys, and, and, and you know, uh, we won the championship with a bunch of young guys, and when we win, they play their music. So you're stuck out there at the park, not in a bad way, and you hear their music. So I like all kind of music. Don't matter to me. I like country. I got a country song for you. <laughs> and I like rock and roll, you know, R&B, the whole nine. Uh, uh, we Getting Lit is, is an up-tempo song of, Jack Master Farley did the uh, help write the songs and did the mixing and mastering. Everybody knows King of House Music. Uh, so the next one is a house music song. So I, I, I like all the all the genres. All right. Well, why don't we? And why they're we available. Play? They're going to be available on our on our on our label. They can go to uh, HollywoodHinder.com. Uh, if I can ask real quick, Ricky, that last song we heard there, very uh, the very R and B heavy there. Like, what groups do you like? What what inspired uh, you know that song? Or what kind of who are your favorite R and B groups? It, it's crazy, but I, I really like everybody. Like right now, uh, I'm dating younger. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. And uh, so I like Drake. Uh, my daughter, uh, Sky Raquel, she uh, sings and raps. Uh, she's out of Cali. She's doing some stuff now. So, of course, I like my daughter. Um, but I, 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 it's funny because I really, like, for instance, I'm going to be 67 on my birthday. I'm going to have three. If it was normal, I'd have three different parties because I got three different sets of friends. I got friends who want to hear the blues all night and get yeah. drunk <laughs> in the little bitty place. You packed in like sardines and you were towed up drunk. And they got, you know, because I was senator, whatever, people love me, whatever. Yeah. I might have six drinks lined up in front of me at this bar. And shots of Henny and Jack is like a dollar. You know what I'm saying? That place. So I'm gonna have, I hang out with them. Then I got a younger group that's like the step, like this is a stepping song, and they'll dance, but they ain't going. And then I got friends who are in the rap, so I'll end up having like three different things because they don't want to be with each other. Uh, Ricky, do you know how to dance? Oh, absolutely. Too bad this ain't live, boy. I've been getting it right now. (laughs) I can't dance. I come from a family of great dancers, but can't dance. What's that? You know. You know I'm black, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm i going to break something to you, Ricky, on the Ben Jarowski show. <laughs> I know a ton of black people who can't dance. <laughs> and I'm not going to mention that any names, that okay? True. I mean, so I take that, I take that I, back. I take that I, stereotype back. Yeah, so I'm just yeah, going to – I won't mention uncle, names, Ricky, you know. My uncle Junior used to come in the house. This is why my sister Shabita is an actress. My uncle Junior would come in the house and he'd say – I got 15 cents for anybody who can dance. And we put on about 400 songs. 
He ended up giving us a nickel apiece. You know what I'm saying? We danced and we fell out. He finally, I'm talking about 18 songs later, he finally gave you a nickel apiece. Oh, he said, ah. So yeah, I can dance. <laughs> All right, why don't we close with uh, the New Year's song, D? You got the New Year's song there? Absolutely. We play the second. We getting, we getting lit. We getting lit. Okay. We getting lit. Yes. All Toe right. up. <laughs> Flow up. Here we go. Because we need to right now, everybody. Oh, here we go. Here it we is. We going to survive, everybody. Blame it on the alcohol, baby. Blame it on the alcohol, yeah. Blame it on the alcohol,
an abrupt ending. They blame it on the alcohol. I was dancing here. Blame it on the alcohol. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Blame it on the alcohol. Yeah, uh, you know, we, 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 we got to do that. We got New Year's Eve coming up. Uh, we've been, 2020 been rough, but uh, we still here. Let's party. Uh, but, you know, Ricky, we are in a pandemic, and uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot has instructed us not to get together uh, for parties. So I know you're just seeing, like, metaphoric parties, right? Not real parties. I'm saying, I'm saying party at your house by yourself if you got to. Party at your house with your, with your cutie if you got to. But you ain't got to go out. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. For, my, for my birthday, my, my kids are coming to town. I told them I'm going to see if we can have one little quick brunch. You know, I'm a kiss and hug him back. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm not having I'm not having the three parties like I normally have for my for my birthday. I'm not even having one. So uh, but you can party at home. Turn it up loud. Your neighbors understand there's gonna be up loud too. All right, that's good advice to live by. Ricky Hendon is his name. He was a state senator. He was an alderman. He's a political consultant. He's an actor. He's a comedian. He's a musician. Is there a place uh, where people can download the, the songs we just heard? Thank you, Martin. Is there a place where people can download the songs we heard or to find, you know, to hear more music? Where oh, Where's that? Oh yeah, they, they, you're, at, you're actually the first uh, to play it. It's going to start being played this weekend on a bunch of FM stations. Uh, and we they can go to our website, but and all of those places are on there. But it'll be on all of them, iTunes and all that, probably by the weekend. Cool. All right. Now, and, Ricky, and Dennis, gonna... you know, you know, you know, you know, this being gave me my whole resume, but he didn't say singer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Eddie, I got cut off before I could get there. It's okay. It's okay, Dorowski. It's okay. Wait, let me. Uh, so are you going to sue us if we play it? You know, like a little bit in between oh, no. uh, interviews? No, absolutely. This is your official authorization to play it as many times as you like hell yeah All cool right. i was gonna ask that as well yeah so in our little breaks we'll play uh we'll play a song especially that holiday yeah, one Yeah, play both of them man hell yeah do the thing do the holiday thing <laughs> all right very good ricky hendon thank you so much and folks uh if you haven't seen city so real check it out there's some incredible moments involving ricky one of compassion yes. mixed with the political wisdom there uh, with Neil Siles Griffin. And the other one is just Ricky uh, out of Farragut High School back in the day. And just, um, you know, it's, it's just worth seeing with Jamel Green. Uh, Ricky, stay uh, healthy, sane, and sound, and we'll talk to you real soon, all right? All right, without a doubt. You guys do the same. Happy holidays and happy new year, 2021, baby. Let's hope it's better than 2020. That's Ricky Hendon. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. All right. Take care. It will be.